This edition of the Rochester Rundown is brought to you by Ultra Federal Credit Union, a member-owned financial institution with two convenient branches right here in Rochester. Ultra is proud to support local independent journalism on MedCity Beat. Today on the show, we'll head down to the Olmsted County History Center. Well, more specifically, to Schmidt Field, directly to the south of the building. You may have heard of the Rochester Roosters and their brand of old-time baseball before, but the intricacies of the game they play create a learning curve for first-timers that have only seen and played the modern game. On Thursday, I got the chance to put on the uniform and give 1860s baseball a shot. I'll let you know how I did, plus give you the backstory on how baseball got started in this city and why players of all ages keep coming back for more. That's coming up in a bit. Plus, the news you need to know from the past week, including an update on the public pool saga and the publishing of a new book detailing the complete history of Rochester. I'm Isaac Janes. It's Friday, June 11th, 2021. And let's get to the news. It was 95 degrees on this Thursday afternoon in June, and in this severe heat wave, most people might choose to find some air conditioning or jump in the pool, at the very least find some shade. But for a couple hours, 15 people decided they wanted to run around in the sun with baggy long sleeve shirts and sweatpants on, and they had a great time doing it. Welcome to Schmidt Field in Rochester, right next to the History Center where West Circle Drive turns into Salem Road. Maybe you've seen a movie here in the past year, or maybe you've driven by this patch of grass and wondered what goes on here. But on most weekends in the summer, this open field becomes a time capsule, bringing us back to the days when Rochester itself was in its infancy. Corky Gaskell, nicknamed Goose, is the manager and captain of the Rochester Roosters. He'll tell you, and I can confirm it firsthand, this is baseball, but it's not baseball how you know it. This is how baseball was played in the year 1860, back when Rochester had a population of 1,500 and Minnesota was a brand new state. They want to teach the history of the game and that's what we are. So to me, this is a game if you want to really be able to get involved, be involved and have fun with baseball, fall in love with it, be a good place to start. At its simplest level, the game of baseball has stayed the same through 160 years. Pitch the ball, hit the ball, run to bases, score runs, repeat. But that's where a lot of those similarities end. In 1860 baseball, the pitcher throws underhand like slow pitch softball. Any ball that's caught on one bounce is called an out. And that's a good thing for fielders' hands because gloves hadn't been invented yet. Every fielder plays barehanded. The umpire doesn't stand behind the plate to call balls and strikes. In fact, there are no called strikes at all. Add in the bevy of different terms used to describe things like the batter, or striker as they'd say, and the whole experience brings players and fans alike back to a different time, at least for a couple hours. We're not playing for a trophy. We're not playing for money. Uh, we're trying to educate people on the game. We want to win. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is, like you said, people will come up and say hi to you, they'll say who you, ask you who you are, or when you've been, how long you've been playing, whatever it is. The Roosters play a specific set of rules for the year 1860, not 1859, not 1861, 1860, which only just predates the first actual Rochester baseball team. The first recorded game in Rochester dates back to July of 1867, when the Gopher State Club of Rochester hosted a team from Red Wing in a field near Cascade Creek. 
Rochester won by a score of 63-37, to and a score that sounds more like a football score now. Fast forward 130 years, and Gaskell says the late Mary Jane Schmidt, founder of the Roosters in 1997 and namesake of Schmidt Field, wanted to name her team after those Gophers, but trademark rules pertaining to the Minnesota Golden Gophers would have made things very difficult. So instead, she drafted a list of potential names and had the first players vote, and Roosters was the one that prevailed. We want it to be related to the farm environment okay. and an animal that was considered you know, tough and relentless kind of thing. It was, was her thought. <laughs> In a stroke of sheer coincidence, the rooster's name does have historical significance for Rochester baseball. The first ever professional team to play in this town shared that same name while playing in the 1910 Minnesota-Wisconsin League. Unfortunately, the rooster's name was short-lived because the roosters were terrible. They changed their name to the Bears the next season, and were still terrible, so they changed their name to the Bugs in 1912, and they were still terrible, and by that point, attendance had cratered, and the team folded. It's a bit of history that Gaskell can chuckle about now, knowing his Roosters have won more games in their history than that 1910 version that finished 46 and 69. So if you look at it historically, you'd go, okay, thank goodness we're not named after them because we last 25 years. <laughs> so for the past 25 years, the Roosters have traveled across Minnesota playing other vintage ball clubs and teaching modern players how to play the old time game. They even have a set of uniforms for a visiting team, which was the one that I ended up being on. In this case, we represented the Minnesota Union, a team of players hypothetically from all across the state. Now, I grew up as a baseball fanatic and played throughout high school, but it's been a couple years since I've played competitively, and this was going to be a new challenge entirely. Pretty soon, though, I felt right at home. That's the sound of me hitting a home run. Now, granted, it wouldn't have been a home run at a modern field, and it was an inside-the-park home run, didn't go over any fences, but it was a home run, I swear. And that felt really good. But fielding with no gloves was another story. I know I can't show you images through audio, but just imagine it for a second. I'm playing shortstop right between second and third base. It's a fly ball over my head traveling behind me. If I can hustle, I can make it and catch it. The ball bounces off my hands and falls. I fall to the ground as well. And for a split second, I forget that nobody's got gloves on and throw it as hard as I can to second base. The ball rolls all the way to the parking lot. Everybody scores. Moments like that are rites of passage for new players, says 10-year Roosters veteran Greg Lamp. In the heat of the moment, it's easy to forget which baseball you're playing and slip back into the modern game. There's just a lot of crazy rules that... Uh crazy by today's standards. You gotta right. be careful when you say crazy because at the time that was that was the way it was. Lamp drives from Grand Meadow, Minnesota, about 30 minutes southwest of Rochester, to come to these games every weekend. Like most of the Roosters, baseball is a lifelong passion for him, and now that he's in his 60s, these games give him an opportunity to continue to play the game. He told me he's been very grateful for the opportunity to play over 10 years, and it's reflected in his game nickname, Horseshoe. That's what he picked when he first started playing 10 years ago. At that time, I was 52, and I figured I was lucky to be playing, and I'm still playing today, so yeah. I, I do have a lucky horseshoe. There's lots of roosters that have lucky horseshoes in that sense. These are fathers, even some grandfathers, former ball players and history buffs, playing the part of reenactors and athletes at the same time. There's a quote from the movie Moneyball that says something like, we're all told at some point we can't play the game anymore. But these roosters have thrown that adage out the window. 
In fact, they're teaching the next generation what it was like to play the national pastime at its very beginnings while finding their own outlet to continue with the game they love. For me to go get involved in modern baseball now, I would maybe not have that romantic feeling because I can't hit the ball and if they throw it too hard at me, I don't know if I'm going to catch it kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, we're here. If the ball comes too hard at me and I let it go, I'll wait for the next guy and nobody cares Yeah. kind of thing. We'll just work on the next one. And so it's much easier to fall in love with the game because it's much easier to play it. The Med City Beats Rochester Rundown is sponsored by Ultra Federal Credit Union. Whether you are in the market for a home mortgage, car loan, or are simply looking for a trusted brand to manage your money, Ultra is here to help. Unlike large, privately owned banks, Ultra is a credit union owned by its members, allowing it to reinvest profits in its stakeholders, employees, and the communities in which it operates. Among its key priorities, promoting financial literacy to local youth through the Ultra Foundation. To learn more about how Ultra can help you live your best life, visit ultra.org. Now we'll look at the top stories on our site, medcitybeats.com. After announcing on Wednesday that Soldiers Field Pool would be closing and Silver Lake Pool would be delaying its opening to the public, Rochester Parks and Recreation says both pools will reopen on June 14th. The closing came after safety concerns arose, including fights, children being left unattended, and a general disregard for pool rules amid a heat wave throughout southeast Minnesota. Registration for pool time is required and available on the city's website beginning today. Rochester's bars and restaurants will not have to pay their liquor license fees in 2021, the Rochester City Council confirmed Monday, extending a key portion of the city's relief efforts for an industry that took a major economic hit due to COVID-19. The roughly $636,000 price tag will come from the city's $17.1 million American Rescue Plan allotment. Liquor license fees will return in 2022. And earlier this week, a retired Mayo Clinic doctor released a new collection of short stories detailing the history of Rochester from prehistoric times to the modern age. It's called Rochester Stories, a Med City History, written by Dr. Paul Scanlon. Scanlon told us he wanted to write about the lesser-known stories from around the city, some related to Mayo Clinic, but most not related to the clinic. The book was first released Monday and is available now. All these stories and more, like a recap of the entire situation surrounding the show featuring hip-hop artist Prof at the Olmsted County Fairgrounds, and good news on the latest COVID-19 update, are online now at medcitybeat.com. And that's where we're going to leave it this week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support us is to become a member. Be a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com slash membership. I'm Isaac James with Med City Beats. Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay cool out there, please. And I'll be talking with you soon.